and welcome to Offscreen Babble with Shada and Kyle, where we talk about TV shows and movies we've seen recently. Today is episode 20, The Nun and Sierra Burgess is a Loser. If you're a returning listener, please make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and also make sure to subscribe. And make sure to check out our show notes where we list the topics we talk about at what time so you can skip around. All right. So the first thing we're talking about today is The Nun, which I was really excited for. You were not because you don't like scary movies. Correct. Um, And I basically like to reveal my feelings. I was pretty disappointed. Um, So what I'll do right now is just kind of do like a review. But I honestly, the movie is such like a boring movie that I don't really think I'm going to go in depth like that much, even in spoilers when we get to it. So I'm just going to talk about my experience okay, with this movie. Sure. Okay. So basically, I like you, like how you don't like scary movies, right? Yeah. I used to not watch a lot of scary movies because I kind of equated them to be, um, I, I, I was basically thinking like, I don't like gore. Mm-hmm. I don't like excessive amounts of gore. I don't want it to be like, um, I think of like hostile like those types of movies where it's just like torture porn, like just like too much. Um, And only recently have I been open to like, oh, well, you know what? There's so many different types of horror or scary movies that are more thrilling, that tell a great story. And um, it is fun sometimes to have like a scare. For you. For me, yes. (laughs) Yeah, so like... um, when I think of like the scary movies I liked in the past, like I liked Saw, even though Saw, the sequels were very gory. The mm. first Saw isn't very gory and it actually tells like an interesting story. Oh. Um, I only <laughs> saw three and four. Okay. I and think. that's when they started getting like really gory. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, there's all these different types, but one type that I really never watched were like the um, exorcist, like, type of thing there was like a wave of those types of movies for a while i did see like the exorcist which is like obviously an older film but um i was never really interested in that so when the conjuring came out which the nun is part of the conjuring universe i was kind of like uh i'm good i'm not gonna watch this like it's not my thing right Mm -hmm. Then the trailers for the nun came out and i was like "Ooh, this looks fun like because now i've I've been more open to watching scary movies and it just looks like a fun, scary, like movie filled with jump scares probably, but it looked fun and I wasn't really expecting anything too serious. Right. Yeah. But before I saw the nun, I was like, well, you know, I should probably see the other movies that it's connected to. Cause I kept hearing that the nun is a character that's in conjuring Two. I've heard great things about conjuring and conjuring Two, So I was like, let me just see these movies. I saw The Conjuring like two weeks ago and I saw Conjuring 2 actually after I saw The Nun. And I liked both of those movies, right? But when I saw The Conjuring, I was like, this is really good. Like, it was different pacing. Like, you get to know this family. This family is basically being um, tortured by a demon, I guess. Like, I'm not going to go into detail on that one. But uh, it's kind of like a slow build, Like, you're, like, seeing some creepy things happen, but nothing too bad. And then towards the end, that's when, like, everything gets really crazy. Um, And so that made me more excited for The Nun. Then I saw The Nun, and I was, like I said before, it's a character that's in Conjuring 2. I thought this was going to be kind of a deep dive. Like, maybe we're going to learn about why this nun is evil and why she's haunting people or whatever. They didn't even... That the nun was going to be that, you're saying? Yeah, that's what I thought. And... They didn't do that. It was just kind of like a movie where where there's a scary nun and you don't know why she's scary. You don't know why she's haunting or what, you, what her motives are. And every scare in the movie was like really predictable, like very mm. telegraphed. Like I was like, OK, so now someone's going to pop out. And someone did. And sometimes you're kind of like on edge, like, OK, like the classic when someone's like washing their face in looking in a vanity oh, uh-huh. and they, yeah. they go down and they go back up and there something's behind them. That, yeah. that type of thing where you're like, okay, I know this is about to happen. Um, it was essentially that like every single thing they did, I was like, Oh, I know this is about to happen. And so it made it not scary at all. Like even my sister who I saw it with, she's 
more scared than I am with scary movies. And even she said, oh, wasn't that scary? Hmm. Like, you know, (laughs) you wouldn't know this, but like there's always one person who screams in the movie theater during a scary movie. That's me. I'm usually the person who like gets so scared that I like actually scream or whatever. And in this movie, I was like, yeah, no, I'm I'm good. So Mm -hmm. like so if the movie's not scary, does that make it inherently bad? I guess no, because it could still be a good movie. But Mm -hmm. unfortunately, it's not even a good movie. It's just boring. Like it's like they uh, I guess they go to this place where two nuns have died one nun actually hangs herself this is at the beginning of the movie so it's not like a spoiler um and the whole plot is that they have to bring uh, a priest and another nun or a person who actually hasn't become a nun just yet and bring them to this place to see if it's still holy like because committing suicide is like a very big sin so is this land still holy that's basically the plot of this movie. And while they're there, obviously creepy things happen. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, okay, so once you once you saw like one ghost or one demon, wouldn't you be like, yeah, I guess it's not holy. We should yeah. leave. Instead, they're like just hanging out there the entire, you're just like, what is happening? Um, so I've been trying to kind of gauge like what other people think. Like maybe I just didn't like it, but it kind of seems like it's gotten really bad reviews. It does, which a lot of horror films get bad reviews. I haven't really heard a lot of people say like, I loved it. And especially like in comparison to the other conjuring films, I haven't really heard a lot of people say like, Oh, this is the best one yet. You know, like it seems very clear that this is like, it feels a little sad because like the conjuring films are the main one. And then they have two, Annabelle movies, which is kind of like a side story, another character who's in the first Conjuring, um, and it kind of seems Were like those good. Did you see? I them? actually didn't see them because the Annabelle movie is a creepy doll. Oh god! And yeah, that's okay. your one thing. You so can't that's my do. one thing. I'm like, I don't, and I'm not creeped out by dolls in general, but the idea of watching a movie where a doll comes to life and is doing shit, no. Because I have a personal experience where (laughs) I had a doll when I was younger. Actually, when I was younger, like maybe like, I don't know, six or something, my older sister watched Chucky and I watched it with her and it was terrifying. And then like very quickly after my parents gave me a doll named Corky that looked very similar to Chucky, except it had like curly red hair instead of like crazy red hair i don't know and then like did you end up finding a picture of that yeah i looked it up online and it you should maybe put it in the show notes if you can find it yeah i'll I'll try to like at least post it or something maybe on twitter um but yeah this doll here's the thing do i believe in ghosts no did this doll move 100 (laughs) percent did this doll move and like it was so scary i was in bed it was sitting in its high chair. So like this doll came with a high chair and everything. It was just like mm-hmm. really weird. And then I look over and the doll's like trying to get out of the high chair. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not joking. It was so scary. I was just like, mm-hmm. what? And then I told my dad, I'm like, I don't like this doll. Please get rid of it. Um, years later in like a garage sale, I saw that he was selling and I was like, oh my God, you've had it. He told me he threw it in the dumpster. Mm-hmm. So for a while, I was like, oh, my God, did it crawl out of the dumpster? And like, I, <laughs> Did you ask him? No, or? I was so oh. scared. I was just happy he was selling it. I was just yeah. like, get that thing out of here. Anyway, that's why I won't see the Annabelle movies. Because <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know if I can do the doll thing right now. Like, uh, no. Right thanks. now? Yeah. 20 years later. <laughs> 20 plus years after the fact? Yeah, I can't. Maybe um, in another 20 years. Yeah, possibly. But anyway, back to the nun. I I mean, basically, I would say my review is that it's just boring. There were some things I did like, like the aesthetics. Like there were some things like with their color palette that they did that I found interesting because the nun or the character in this uh, film is not actually a nun yet. She's not wearing like the habit, like the black traditional habit. She's wearing like all white. I had no idea that's what it was called. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Um, I only know that because did you ever see Sister Act? 
I think so. Whoa, you haven't seen Sister Act? I'm pretty sure I did. Well, Sister Act 2 is called Back in the Habit. And it's like a play oh. on, yeah. See, I didn't get the joke. <laughs> I, I didn't know the joke for the longest time, and then so once, how did you find out? Uh, I think I think eventually I found out what a habit was. I was like, oh, that title mm. is so clever, like you know, <laughs> like. But yeah. um, anyway, there's because she's wearing all white when she's around other nuns who are wearing all black. It looks very interesting. It's just an interesting dynamic, the aesthetics of it. But otherwise, I don't really have any other positives to say. Also, there's a character that they introduced named Frenchie who, yeah, so okay. here's the thing. His name's not Frenchie, but he's like, oh, just call me Frenchie. And they're like, oh, what are you doing here? Because it's set in Romania. Like, why did you leave France? And he's like, oh, I'm actually French Canadian. I'm like, why are we, what's happening here? Like, it, it's like completely irrelevant. Like, hmm. and they, but yeah, anyway, so that's, that's that. I would say the movie is a pass. If you like Conjuring, if you like Conjuring 2, especially after seeing Conjuring 2, I would have been more disappointed because the nun is in Conjuring 2 and is very mysterious that you don't really know what's going on. So if I heard they're doing a movie about this character, I'd be like, oh, great. We're going to learn more about the nun. It's going to be creepy and whatever. Yeah, no, it's just not worth it. I would say like just watch Conjuring, Conjuring 2 and then skip this one. Like it's it's just it's yeah. it's not even like bad. It's just boring and disappointing. Okay. So yeah, I know. I, normally with these types of movies, I'd be like, okay, and then this happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't even begin to tell you those things because it's just like boring. <laughs> like whatever. Okay. But I do want to spoil something, so let's go into spoilers and then spoiler. Okay. All right. So I mentioned Frenchie. Um, they do this thing which is very, like, I felt like it was kind of lame. I feel like they're trying to be clever. But basically, Frenchie, Frenchie is not his name. His real name is Maurice. We see in The Conjuring, the first film, uh, Conjuring 1, that the main characters who are, like, these demonologists, you know, they go to houses and get the demons out, whatever. Okay. Um, they're showing like a, I think maybe a college class or a room of people, uh, an exorcism that they did. And we find out, and this, of course, because the nun is like, um, in the fifties, the movie, the nun, but the conjuring is in the seventies. And so we see Frenchie in the seventies or Frenchie at the end of this movie gets possessed by the nun or gets whatever. And it's like a flash forward and we see that he actually meets our main characters from The Conjuring and like they try to tie that together, basically. Does that make sense? So basically, but like his name's Maurice and the guy in the film is Maurice. So it's like they didn't want us to know like, oh, that's the guy who ends up getting possessed. So that's why they called him Frenchie. Frenchie. Okay. And it was like, that wasn't worth it. (laughs) <laughs> and also the actor who's playing it is a different actor. So they like insert it to make it seem like, oh yeah, he was always in there. And it's like, no, he wasn't. You know, when sometimes mm. they try to like recast someone and yeah. they're trying to show a flashback, like it, it it looks very cheap. It looks like, yeah, this is a different actor. Why? Like this isn't needed. It mm. seemed like somewhat, I don't know. It just felt like, why are you guys doing this? And then he kept talking about how he's French. At one point, this nun grabs him and she says something like, you stupid Frenchman. And it's like, that's really hard to say and make it seem scary. scary yeah. And then his response is, I'm French Canadian. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, it's just not that type of movie. If it was trying to be campy, maybe that would have worked. But it was trying to be like terrifying and like whatever. So it just felt like, why? What? Yeah. It was bad. I like mm. I have so many other things I can mention, but I'm like, why? Like it just it's just it's, like whatever. He's also like really um like he keeps hitting on the soon to be nun and it feels a little weird and like I I don't know. Like I I've, I already feel like I don't care about any of this. But yeah. <laughs> basically that's like a spoiler and I guess what was the other thing? I mean 
it is it is connected, I guess, because of that, because there's a major plot with The Conjuring and Conjuring 2 that involves the vision that she sees when she's doing the exorcism on Frenchie or Maurice. But it just feels like nothing. I don't know. I'd rather watch The Conjuring over again than watch this, basically. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's The Nun. <laughs> Sorry that it's not, like, more exciting. It's just, like, I really don't even know what to say about it. Yeah. And, oh, I guess I never really asked you, like, when you saw the trailer, what was your reaction? I mean, the same reaction to all scary movies. It's like, nope. <laughs> so you didn't think it looked... It looked interesting at all. I've never thought that about a scary movie. Okay. All right. I instantly see it's a scary movie and I go, yeah, I'm not looking. That was the one thing that was disappointing because there is a scare in the trailer. Yeah. Where like she's walking, a nun appears behind her and you think, okay, that nun's about to like attack her. But then instead another nun from another angle comes out and attacks her. Right. Yeah. When I was watching the movie, um, it didn't happen. I was like, this part from the trailer didn't happen. Maybe they mm-hmm. like cut an extra scene for the trailer instead. Yeah. And honestly, the trailer was scarier than the movie. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, huh, that's weird. Then like at the very end, that part from the trailer happens. But because we saw it in the trailer, it's yeah. like completely not scary anymore. And it's such a like, it's such a big moment in the trailer. Like either you have to like have something extra happen in that scene or it has, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so uh, you watch it and you're like, okay. And even like, like the only part that would have been scary. And then it wasn't, if it wasn't in the the trailer, trailer, it would have been scary. Mm -hmm. It would have like, but because it was in the trailer, you're like, okay. And I would have given it credit if they did it. And then something extra happened. Yeah. No. (laughs) So like, just like you know like it, it just felt yeah. like this movie apparently made like a ton of money this weekend because so many mm. people probably like me who were maybe even bigger fans of the conjuring went to go see it but i think like this doesn't stop me from seeing conjuring three but mm-hmm. this does kind of stop me from seeing any other extended like yeah. things they're planning on doing because there's other characters that they're planning on making movies about I'd rather just see Conjuring. I, I don't. So I don't know if I can trust. Marvel. What do you mean? With their universe, they're referring to it as the Conjuring universe. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it seems unintentional, but I mean, seems unintentional. I don't think they're like let's be like Marvel, but what, what? you think? What? What? Yeah, like how would that not be? Like I that? think they're just like let's just make as many movies as possible. Yeah, like, that's what Marvel did. Okay, all right. Marvel didn't invent, like, sequels and, like, whatever. Didn't they invent the universe kind of idea, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Okay, whatever. All right, so let's let's go on to the next topic, because I have nothing really else to say about this. Okay. All right, so Sierra Burgess is a loser. Um, I heard about this movie a little while ago, kind of around the same time that we saw um, To All the Boys I Loved Before. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, now that I love romantic comedies, I guess I'm watching this. And it yeah. stars the actress who played Barb from Stranger Things, mm-hmm. uh, Shannon Purser. So I was like, okay, I, I like her. <laughs> I've literally only seen her in Stranger Things. That but, was her only thing. Well, her now she's thing. now she's on, I think, Riverdale, or she was on Riverdale for a while. Like, she has other credits now. But yeah, that uh, was her well, first thing. Well, that was thing. her first, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let me read the uh, IMDb description of this movie. Sure. A case of mistaken identity results in unexpected romance or in an unexpected romance when the most popular girl in high school and the biggest loser must come together to win over their crushes. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and also, this is a Netflix original movie yes. that is not in theaters. It's yeah. only over Netflix. Yeah. So, um, when I saw the trailer, I, oh, what were you going to ask? I wonder, like, for people who actually do Netflix DVDs and Blu rays still, if you can get it that way. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Interesting. I, I have no idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I saw the trailer, I was kind of like, huh, okay. If you watch the trailer, basically. Somehow this guy gets Sierra's number um, and mistakes her for this 
really popular, pretty girl at her school named Veronica. And she starts talking to him. And then when she realizes that he thinks she's Veronica, she kind of still goes with it. And she gets Veronica to agree to kind of like, you know, take some pictures sometimes or whatever. Um, And she will tutor her, I guess. And we don't really know why she wants to tutor her in the trailer, at least. Yeah. Um, And I was kind of like, okay, so it's like a catfishing situation. But it seemed like, okay, she doesn't really, she didn't mean to catfish him. It was like all an accident, correct? Yeah. So I was like, okay, whatever. We'll see what, what happens with this. I don't know how, like, overall, our review, I think, is going to be kind of in the middle because I don't know how I feel about the movie for certain elements. There are parts of it that I did think were funny and, like, really cute or very sweet. And then there were other parts I was like, oh, uh-oh, no, <laughs> no, no, like, like yeah. that I found troubling. Mm-hmm. So I think this movie is a cute movie but it's definitely like when i think about this year and how i'm like oh i like romantic comedies i don't know if this will be something i ever reference again yeah you know i'd rather talk about like set it up or it's all the boys i loved before crazy rich agents like i don't i don't know if this movie is that for me yeah i agree um i felt like it had some elements that were good and it had some funny parts but um I think there was too much where they just kind of didn't quite get it together. Yeah. It felt like they were trying to do a lot in this movie. Yeah. And it seemed somewhat unnecessary. And I guess we'll go more into detail on that in spoilers, like what we felt like didn't work, you know? Yeah. And Um, I felt like the, um, you know, they kind of tried to hit on a bunch of cliches, but mm -hmm. didn't quite. Uh, do them exactly how they normally are done to probably try to be different, but then it seemed unnecessary. It just didn't kind of come together the right way, which we'll get into more in spoilers. Yeah. But but I did want to say the one thing I did like Shannon Purser, uh, she's a plus size, like high school student. That's what she's playing. And uh, this bully is like, so mean to her about her appearance and all this stuff and like the things i've seen online people are like wow if shannon purser's not considered attractive i must be like a troll because shannon purser is a pretty girl you know like yeah and she's playing like oh i'm such a loser it's like okay it really only seems like the hang-up is her weight Mm -hmm. which that's one thing i was a little nervous about going into it i was like yeah. Oh, are they going to try to say, like, she's not pretty because she's heavier? Like, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this bully is, like, so freaking mean. Yeah. Like, I know that sometimes with these, like, situations, like high school movies, they want to make it as dramatic as possible. Mm-hmm. So they might exaggerate the bullying a little bit. But it felt like this girl was targeting her only about yeah. it, it felt so weird. But and even I, in that IMDb thing, it says, like, the biggest loser in school. And I was like, and why like, is she the what? biggest loser? Because she doesn't seem like the biggest loser. Yeah. But I think that's – and that's kind of where it's weird because I think apparently that's what they want you to think. Mm-hmm. But in the movie, I don't think they showed you that. Yeah. I don't think they showed her being like, oh, man, no one wants to even be associated with her. Yeah. It, it, she seemed what I was about to say though was that I liked that every time she was bullied, she always had like a quick comeback and seemed to not let it bother her, which yeah. which I really appreciate. She was always like she said something mean about her weight and she's like, "Oh, you actually meant this." And she's like, "Well, I'm just saying you disgust me." And she's like, "I know what you're saying." Anyway, and she kind of yeah. just walks out and I'm like, "Oh, I I like this. I like mm-hmm. that she seems to, you know, kind of like even if she has some insecurities, she is not letting a bully like torture her. But yeah, there were there were some issues we had with it. I mean, I would say that it's not a bad movie. Um, there were funny parts. It's a cute movie. But if you're expecting it to be <laughs> as good as to all the boys I loved before, it is not. Yeah. It also stars the same guy, Noah. What is his name? Noah Centine, Centino. I might be saying that okay. wrong, but it's the same guy from To All the Boys I Loved Before. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought he was good. I thought the acting was good. Um, yeah, I think he so. He was good. Uh, Shannon Purser was good. 
um, the main the, bully girl. Was the, I mean, she was good at being really mean. It, it's not well, her fault. I, that, I think her arc and stuff, like she played it well. Yes, that is true. Um, yeah. And even like the best friend, uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember the best friend's name, but he was he was good in it too. Um, I just wish maybe they kind of focused on just like the one story that they're trying to tell, which is she accidentally catfishes someone, right? Instead of like, they kind of spread it a little too much. And we'll get into that in a second. Okay. Um, But yeah, I would say watch it. Just know that it's not the same as to all the boys I loved before. And um, it's an hour and 45 minutes. So so you're not going to be watching it for too long, you know? Yeah. Um, There were some good things too that they pointed out um, or, you know, tackled within it as far as, you know, what it takes to get into college nowadays. Yeah, that is something. That is one of the things that's funny in it, but also like, it seems like a second thought, like she's also struggling to be unique enough for her college applications. Yeah. So she's like, oh, I speak Italian. I speak this. I speak Mandarin. And then the counselor's like, everyone speaks Mandarin. And it's like, what the heck? Like, yeah, well, the weird thing is she was like, everyone speaks Mandarin. And you're like, oh, okay. But then she's like, there are a billion Chinese people or something. Oh, yeah. That, that was, was like, a little, oh, yeah, okay. that was awkward. But then yeah, like, like if she stopped before that, it would have been like, oh, yeah, that's the world we're living in. Everyone's trying to do everything. Mm-hmm. But then she said that and like, oh, so she's just racist. I don't yeah, know. I don't know what that was about. But yeah. I think it was trying to say like in 2018, she's like, oh, so you're not like heading like a social justice campaign on like you know like it's like 2018 you think like i never considered the fact that being unique on a college application might be extra difficult now because it seems like teenagers are just like doing everything you know so it's like oh so you didn't like run a social justice campaign yeah so you're just wasting time like you know like so that that was an interesting uh side moment for that yeah and i think the guidance counselor was it was a little over the top and crazy with that but it Mm -hmm. was kind of funny and also pointed that out which was interesting yeah 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 all right so um let's get into the spoilers so we can be more specific about our complaints sure um so my first complaint is that the bully like i was saying before i felt like veronica was like obsessed with sierra yeah to a level that I'm still wondering, like, was Veronica in love with Sierra? Was Veronica jealous of her? Uh, what The movie never answers that because it seems like maybe she's, like, kind of mean to other people. Like, you see, like, someone bump into her. Or she pushes someone in the hallway. But she, like, at the beginning of the movie, Sierra is posting up, like, hey, you know, if you need tutoring you know, take one of these little strips of paper with my number on it. Right. And then Veronica decides, look at that loser trying to (laughs) tutor people. Like, like, it's just like, why does that, that seems like such a weird thing. And I was expecting, I think you mentioned this too, like, okay, well maybe they have a past. Maybe they have like some type of history. Yeah, because you were instantly like, oh, this is ridiculous. Why is she targeting her? Because not only did she rip that, then she holds on to it and then uses it. And it's like, yes. what? And then every time in like class, she's like staring at her. And yes. It just seemed like. Yeah. And I was like, well, obviously they're going to go into that. Like in something movie. happened a year before that, or they used to yeah. be friends or something. No, nothing. It's just that she it seems obsessed with her. And I wish they would have developed something as to why she was, because overall now I just leave the movie thinking like, I think Veronica's in love with Sierra and I think they just didn't know yeah, what to do with that. I don't know. That's not what I think. I okay. think that she was just very jealous because she felt like she was very smart and had parents who supported her and she, um, uh, what was I going to say? Was envious of that, I guess. Yeah. Envious of that. Uh, I was going to say that she also didn't care what other people thought. And and Veronica cares so much. Yeah, and her mom puts this pressure on her to care about exactly. That. I mean, that could be it, but they just didn't. Yeah, show like that. I said, that doesn't. That still doesn't kind of show why everything is targeted specifically at her. 
Like yeah. it, it should have been developed at least a bit more, basically. Yeah, and I guess uh, you just mentioned it, but Veronica's mom is very like um, obsessed with Veronica just being pretty and like is like and why popular. Yeah, like obviously we're kind of glazing over the plot, but Veronica <laughs> decides to rip the tutoring note, keeps the number. Jamie, played by Noah Centino, whatever, um, tries to hit on Veronica, and Veronica's like, "I'm, I would never go out with a guy like that because look at his friends." Like she's very like obsessed with like appearances and who you associate with, and they have to also keep up with appearances. So she gives Sierra the number as a prank, and that's where this whole thing starts, right? She gives Sierra's number. To, I mean, so yeah, sorry. To Jamie. to Jamie. Yeah. And Jamie thinks it's her number, and that's how the plot mm-hmm. goes. Uh, and then at some point we see Veronica crying because her college boyfriend breaks up with her because he said she's not smart. Yeah. So that's another thing where I'm like, okay. So when you're saying like, what oh, maybe she, maybe Veronica was envious of Sierra because she's smart – it seemed like intelligence didn't mean anything to Veronica until she got dumped by her boyfriend. Um, I mean, that's a question because yeah. it didn't mean anything to her as far as her mom was pushing her not doing that. Yeah, so. her mom was very much like when, once Sierra starts tutoring her, it's like, OK, have fun with the tutoring. But her mom. Yeah. Yeah. And she even said like. I forget what she said specifically, but essentially like, oh, you know, learning stuff isn't going to help you. You know, you need to focus on your cheerleading. It better not take away from that. Yeah. And like basically Veronica's dad left and cheated on her mom because he wanted to hook up with like a younger, prettier person. Yeah. And ever since then, the mom is like very resentful of that and wants to make sure like, oh, you have to stay pretty. Or yeah. some your husband will leave you. It's like, okay, that's interesting, but that that almost feels like a whole other thing that either they need to devote more time to, or yeah, I, I thought know? that was interesting. It was, yeah, but yeah. I, it it just fell a little short. Um, what did you think about? Oh, there's a part where basically Veronica and uh, Sierra because they're tutoring, they start becoming friends. What did you think mm-hmm. about that like relationship, that friendship? I thought it was interesting. I thought it was pretty well done as far as the uh, transition there um, and how they got to be friendly and, mm-hmm. you know, how Veronica really grew as a person. Yeah. My, my only thing is just that because of that obsessive nature Veronica had towards Sierra, mm-hmm. it, it, I feel like it was a little weird that she like, well, not weird. I guess it solidifies the fact that I felt like you're obsessed with her because now you're friends with her. Maybe you secretly wanted to be the whole time. Exactly. Exactly. Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I, I think you're going too deep into it because <laughs> obviously I'm... that's not what happened. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing that we I want to talk about in spoilers that we obviously couldn't talk about um, in the review. There's a moment when this is where I was like, I'm worried about this movie. So Jamie is like, I want to go on a date with you. Uh, Sierra thinks she's finally going to tell him the truth, but doesn't. So she convinces Veronica to go on this date. They are talking. She says, don't kiss him, though. You better not kiss him. Exactly. And Veronica's like, yeah, duh, whatever. So they are at Jamie's car, but they're standing in front of it talking um jamie wants to kiss her veronica's like well important note sierra was hiding yes, under the sierra car Sierra decides which, which at this point it's like okay this is kind of funny this is and silly she was texting answers to questions and it's, it's like this is ridiculous but it's like funny you're like okay whatever yeah then veronica is like oh uh you can't kiss me i have giant pores let me cover your eyes if we kiss and then she swaps herself with Sierra and Sierra kisses Jamie and then goes back into hiding. Yeah. I did not love that. <laughs> it felt yeah. bad. It felt wrong. It felt like I, I get what they're trying to do, but no. Yeah. The no. catfishing was bad enough. 
the catfishing was bad and it was not her fault, right? And she kind of at first and she kind of got swept into it. But to hide like I don't know, it just felt creepy. It didn't yeah. it wasn't it wasn't cute and I think that's what it was going for. Yeah. yeah. Because I think like I'm sorry, imagine it like let's flip everything. It's a girl and the guy says, let mm. me close your eyes real quick and then switches it with another guy. I think people would immediately be like, oh, absolutely not. No. Yeah. And I think because of this way, it was supposed to be like cute and fun. But it yeah. just, uh, I, that was the moment when I was like, I don't know about this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Like that was the moment I was like, I don't know. Um, but by the end of the movie, you know, like uh, we don't need to go into the specific details, but um Jamie finds out that he's been catfished. He finds out the truth. Uh Sierra writes this song, which I thought the song was really nice. The yeah. Sunflower song. I don't remember what it was called, but you know, yeah. I thought that was a nice song. And I don't know if Shannon Purser really did sing it, but she sounded nice. Yeah, it was a great voice. But she but he hears the song, he realizes that she really liked him, and um he goes to her and you know, they end up going to prom together or homecoming or something. Um, yeah. Uh, some dance or whatever. I think um, it was homecoming, I think. But, and yeah. Did we see two movies? Oh, yeah. We saw another movie which had prom or something, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So it's getting them mixed up. Um, but And then they kiss. And he said something like that. Did we do this before? Which I was like, oh, is he doing a joke because he knows? Or did he really... Not know. Not know. Yeah. <laughs> that that was when I was like, oh. Why'd you bring that up? Why again? did you bring that up? Because I almost forgot that happened. Yeah, like, yeah. you know? Um, but I thought it was cute, especially that scene. You know, it's the the movie we didn't reference or or we didn't mention that it's making a lot of like 80s references. Uh Sierra's parents are actors who were in major uh 80s films. So his her dad was in ferris bueller um, and her mom was in back, back to, the, to future. the future so the like mom. they're already doing 80s casting and then i think she has like a pretty in pink poster in her room or maybe i'm mixing that up with the other movie we watched anyway she's wearing like this pink dress that kind of resembles you know they're doing a lot of 80s sure. references the music was very 80s. the music is also it at least feels very 80s inspired yeah um so that was cute and fun but but I it would, doesn't take place in the 80s. No, it's 2018, yeah. I think. Um, but yeah, I would say some problematic <laughs> things, specifically the kiss. That's what I'm referring to. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Was there anything else you wanted to say in spoilers before we move on? To another movie? Yeah, to our next topic. Uh, yeah, so I, I brought up in the non-spoiler section about how I felt like it was trying to hit cliches, but oh, yeah. do them a little differently. Uh, which kind of made it feel incomplete. So like just one example um, <clears throat> was when she's at a party, she um, is basically, she has her best friend, this guy, and mm-hmm. he's like, hey, you know, we're going to uh, watch uh, slasher movies or something, slasher movie marathon, mm-hmm. which I'm not sure it didn't really say if they planned that beforehand or not. So if she was canceling a plan. Yeah, they didn't really go over that. Whatever. Yeah. Um and she lies to him. She's like, oh, no, I'm staying in tonight or something. And so that's kind of like a classic thing, like, oh, she's converting to being a popular girl and yeah. she's throwing her friends away. But that's not really what happened. She was still friends with him and stuff, and uh, she wasn't like- throwing her friends away. So then it was like, okay, so you were kind of doing that, but then there was really no reason for her to lie to him. Yeah, it felt kind of unnecessary. And I mean, I guess she was hiding like some things. Well, not really. Yeah, it just felt kind of messy for no reason. Yeah, it was just kind of odd. Like they were trying to hit that cliche, I feel like, but they didn't really do it completely. So it just felt like, what? Yeah, it it felt weird. Yeah. Um, because I, their friendship, especially at the beginning of the movie, I liked how close they were and like just jokey with each other. But then, yeah, at that point I was like, wait, what? Like the friend was also like very pushy sometimes Yeah, to like, a okay, man, you got to relax. Yeah. And that kind of made me think about myself. Sometimes I can be pushy with things and 
I'm like, well, you know, I need to make sure I don't do it to that level. I mean, yeah, there's a part where he basically is like, let's go up to this guy, which I mean, to Jamie, which you're kind of like, yeah, you should convince your friend to tell the truth. Yeah. But then at that point, it's like, if she's not going to do it, then don't. Yeah. He just like went up and made it happen no matter what. Exactly. But then there's a comedic element there because she pretends she can only do sign language, but she actually doesn't know how to do it. And yeah, yeah, it was, that was funny, but yeah. yeah, But yeah, it was like, she's man, you gotta calm down. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, so we're good with spoilers on that. It's, it's worth seeing if you're listening to this already, you probably saw it, but, um, I, I, I would, I'd say if you want to, you can see it. We're so in the middle. We, I think we're just in the middle of this. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go to our next topic. All right, so what we've been watching, um, I, basically this is going to be us talking about it together because sometimes it's like what I've been watching and what yeah. you've been watching, but we've watched all of these things together. Yep. So the first thing we wanted to mention was the Making It finale. I think we mentioned Making It a few weeks ago when it premiered. It's a reality show competition um, with crafters. It, it seems very influenced by the British Bake Off. Um, it's hosted by Nick Offerman and Amy Poehler. And basically they just get um, different rounds of like, okay, you have to use whatever craft you specialize in, but you need to make this thing or whatever. And the finale aired last week. And uh, should we say any... I, I don't know. I won't say I who won. I don't want to give specifics. Yeah. yeah, don't say who I won. I won't say who won, but... Overall, it's such a good show, and I hope people watch it. It did yeah. get renewed for a second season. Oh, cool. If you like uh, British Bake Off, or if you just want, like, a show that isn't nasty, like, it, yeah. no one's super competitive. Um, They're all literally helping each other. Exactly. Uh, pretty much at least once or twice on every episode. Exactly. And it is nice to see people, like, create things from scratch. and Yeah. So, like... That's not food. Well, sure. Yes. If for whatever reason you're anti-food shows like Kyle. Maybe um, you don't want to be hungry all the time. (laughs) That's what happens to you when you watch food shows. I mean, no, not me necessarily, but I think a lot of people. Sometimes that happens to me, but it doesn't make me mad. But Well, (laughs) okay. Maybe because you just eat at that point. But I'm like, I don't want to eat right now. Mm. Anyway. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, we recommend it. The finale was nice and uh, looking forward to the second season. I, I think the other thing that we should mention is that they tell like corny jokes and stuff. And I thought that was funny. Like, I mean, like, are they the best jokes? No, but it's silly. It's just like a cute show. It's their delivery that makes it funny. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. All right. The next thing we want to talk about was blockers. So blockers came out earlier this year. If you don't remember the trailers for that, it's basically starring John Cena, Leslie Mann and Ike Barinholtz. And they are parents trying to stop their daughters, uh, or at least the trailer implies trying to stop them from having sex on prom night. Right. Correct. Yeah. Cause they make a sex pact that yes. they're all going to have sex that night. Yes. And the parents stumble upon this and try to stop it. Mm-hmm. And when the trailers, when I first heard about this movie, cause I remember like reading about it, like in production, I was like, Oh no. In 2018 we're doing yeah. this. Yeah. Like, and then I was like, maybe once I see the trailer, I will, it will reveal it because I was like, Ike Barinholtz, does not strike me as the type of comedic actor who would want to be in that type of like backwards, like Mm -hmm. old school type of thing. I don't know. And then I saw the trailer. I was like, Oh, it is like, they don't want their daughters to have sex. Like that is not, you know, like it just, I was like, not, I'm not watching this. Sorry. You know, like, and then without spoiling it, their motives are deeper than that. And it makes the movie enjoyable. You're still able to enjoy the movie. It's yeah, not we just... We heard it was really good and it got good reviews. And then you're like, okay, what is this And about? then I did hear a lot of people say, like, the motives are deeper than just, you're a girl, you can't have sex. And I yeah. was like, oh, well, then why isn't that in the trailer? Yeah. Because they, that's not what you're selling me. That's not yeah. what the synopsis says when I look it up. So mm-hmm. how is it deeper? 
well, it is deeper. <laughs> so, like, yeah. unfortunately, they did not advertise it that way. So, I mean, it, it we didn't watch it, or I didn't I didn't want to see it at first. And yeah. then when it got, I like, was like, you know, it has funny people in it. I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah. So no, it was really funny. Yep. Um, maybe there's Ike like Barinholt was the funniest. Yeah, he's super funny. Yeah. I I'm really looking forward to that movie that he's doing later on this year called The Oath, the one with uh, Tiffany Haddish. I was gonna say, is that Tiffany Haddish? Yeah, because yeah. I think he wrote it. I know he's directing it, mm. but I'm like, you know, he's been really funny. So I'm I'm ready to see what he does next. Um, yeah. And like, I've never really understood everyone's obsession with John Cena, like as an actor, because. Yeah. I've really only seen him in like Trainwreck. I haven't seen him do anything else, but it always seems like he's in these things. I'm like, oh, is he funny? He was at, uh, he made me laugh a few times. Like, yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah, so I was like, okay, I I get it now. <laughs> like, I understand yeah. why people like him. Um, but yeah, if you were reluctant to watch the movie because you thought, like me, oh, this is gonna be some bullshit. Like, they're girls; they can't have sex yet. Uh, ignore that feeling and watch it it's 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 deeper than that and it's really funny and the parts that i really were like enjoying the most were with the girls with the because they were kind of going back Mm -hmm. and forth from the parents to the um teenage girls experience and what they were doing yeah and i thought they were really funny like Mm -hmm. all three of them i thought they were really funny yeah they were good yeah so we recommend blockers was there anything you wanted to say before we go to the next thing uh yeah i was just gonna say that uh you know, as far as um, it not being how uh, you you thought it was going to be, um, mm-hmm. that John Cena's character kind of does embody that a bit. Sure. But it's interesting because they kind of show some growth in that. But yes. like, I guess it's kind of good. It's not unrealistic growth where it'd be like, oh, by the end of the movie, he's all good now. You know? Yeah. But yeah. he like starts to kind of have something. Um, and then Ike Barinholt, uh, as we said, was hilarious. Um, Mm -hmm. and it was weird. I can't seem to remember what it was specifically. And obviously we don't want to give spoilers, but Uh he was, you know, very tuned into the times and the culture of now, uh, and different things that would be problematic and pointing that out. But I can't remember what it was exactly, but something was kind of the opposite of that. And it kind of felt a little weird and off for the character. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know what you're referring to, but at least for the beginning part of what you just said, there is a bit where, like, uh, you know, he knows, like, every, like he is playing, like, 40-something, right? Yeah. And their daughters are obviously, like, 17 years old, and they're using, like, emojis. And he, like, knows every single meaning. He knows exactly yeah. what's going like, And it's just funny because, like, the other two parents are like, what? And, like, John Cena's bit is, like, oh, no, it must mean this. And he's coming up with, like, more wholesome ideas of what they mean. Yeah. And then yeah, <laughs> Ike Barinholtz funny. is, like, ah, no, this is what it means. Yeah. Obviously, oh, I'm not – I don't want to spoil the joke, so it's not – it doesn't sound funny when I'm talking yeah. about it. But, like um, – Yeah, John he, Cena did a good job with that section. And Leslie Mann was kind of in the middle. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, I think it's worth seeing, um, especially if you were reluctant at first. Um, okay, so let's go to the next topic. Um, oh, okay. So we watched the first episode of Jim Carrey's new show that's on Showtime called Kidding. Mm-hmm. And it's actually available to watch online for free or I guess... On YouTube. On YouTube, yeah. So if you don't have Showtime but you're interested in the show, you can at least watch the first episode. Um, so yeah, I was a little worried because Jim Carrey, the person has been, at least for the past few years, has gone to a place where he's a little weird or weirder. Mm -hmm. And uh, the only way I can, my only example is like him in interviews, someone would be like, okay, you know, like, how do you feel? He's like, oh, I don't feel anything. I'm not here. Who am I? And I'm like, Jim, come on, man. Like, (laughs) like, what's going on? Like, he'll start saying things like that. And I'm like, Okay, I, I'm all for people being a little weird or like, you know, what like unique in their behavior. But like he just goes to a level personally where I'm like, oh, no, this is going to be an exhausting 
interview him watching him or it, it, it just exhausts me right it's kind of interesting that you even watched an interview with him because you never watch interviews i i watch so okay why okay let's just do this now yeah so you have a problem because you think i don't watch celebrity interviews yeah i do I watch celebrity interviews but i only watch like part of them i don't sit through like late night clips of people like you do like you like watching late night things and you watch all of it a lot of times the things that you are watching i've already seen but I've oh. seen, uh, like, on Twitter, on Instagram, like, I've seen, like, condensed versions of what the news story is. Oh, so you're just a millennial who has a short time uh, attention span. Yeah, and I'm also not 50 years old watching late night. So, yeah, <laughs> I guess I guess that's so the difference. So there's no in-between. No, yeah. <laughs> hey, no, there is an in-between. I am almost, 30 years, old? almost yeah. <laughs> 30 years old, uh-huh. and I am watching clips of late night, not the actual show. Yeah, but that's how everyone watches late night. Now. No, that's how millennials watch late night. Oh, millennials don't watch late night. That's the thing. <laughs> Good, then I'm not a millennial, which is great. What? I don't want to be a millennial. Ugh. Oh my God, you sound like 65 years old. You're yeah, liter- 65 is my sweet spot, I think. Ew, that's that's no. what I am. What? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, so... I find Jim Carrey exhausting, like you right now. <laughs> like, um, and when I heard about the show, I was like, okay, basically, like, it seems like it's a show, like, what if Mr. Rogers was having a mental breakdown? Yeah, I'm kind of, I was kind of thinking of it as, what if Mr. Rogers was more of a normal human being that had flaws? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, right? so so Mr. Rogers didn't have flaws. Is that what you're saying? Basically. Okay. I mean, he was just like too good of a person. Well, I think we should also mention that all 10 episodes are directed by Michel Gondry, which is the director of Eternal Sunshine for the Spotless Mind. So Of the Spotless Mind. Oh, of the Spotless Mind? Pretty sure. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Um, and if you've seen that movie, it's a which little... I haven't. Oh, you haven't? Oh, no. it's a good movie. Um, it's trippy. It's like weird things are happening. And I think that's what we're going to see happen in the show. Uh, the first episode, basically, um, uh, I'll, I'll try to be vague, but basically it seems like we are meeting Jim Carrey's character. I think it's Jeff Pickles. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't, I think his name is Jeff, but his character's name is Mr. Pickles. Okay, sure. Okay. So I don't know if his last name is actually Okay, Pickles. I thought it was. I was like, huh, uh, Pickles. Maybe. I okay. kind of doubt it, though. <laughs> but, like, uh, basically his character seems to be, like, they're being vague at first, but it seems like something traumatic happened to him, and they're concerned about his, like, well-being and how he's behaving. And uh, by the end of the episode, you kind of realize, like, oh, yeah, something something cracked and he is going to go down as far as what you're saying like if mr rogers was a normal person i think he is still not normal like i don't i don't think basically i think if we were watching a show by well, no, average, i said mr rogers was a normal person so still mr rogers uh-huh. but he was normal so he could <laughs> have an outburst of anger or something like that Sure. Okay. Yeah. The one thing that I thought was interesting since we saw the Mr. Rogers documentary this year, uh, they interviewed his sons in the documentary and they basically said like, yeah, the person you saw on TV was our dad. And like they kind of said it in a way like, yep, that a (laughs) hundred percent of the time always. And you kind of see like um, Jim Carrey's character is like that all the time and he has a son and his son kind of seems exhausted by it as well like i think he says like do you always have to talk to me like i'm four yeah because that's how he speaks he just is always talking to children so he Mm -hmm. seems to just communicate in that way um so that was kind of interesting like but obviously this is a darker (laughs) thing because he's going through something um so yeah i i'm very interested in where the show is gonna go i i think he's going to get crazy. That's yeah. at least my, my assumption. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be trippy because of the direct, uh, the director. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we, so it's not a comedy really. Oh yeah. As far as we can tell for now, at least we weren't like laughing a lot, but we were interested. Yeah. Right. I, I was definitely interested in what's going to happen next. Yeah. I think, 
you know, you came into it uh, for once. I knew more about it than you did because yeah. I watched a an interview, late, a late night, thing. late night interview oh, with God. Jim Carrey where he was funny and his old Jim Carrey self. Okay, that's good to hear because yeah. imagine if he was just like, "What is? What am I? I'm nothing. Yeah. I'm everything." But you he's know? also exhausting as him as his actual. Yes, that is true. Self. He, when he is his or not normal self, when, but when he's his performer, like yeah, that is exhausting. But I prefer that over yeah, the like because that's what you know him as. But also, I just I can't stand the whole like existence. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> or should we care? Like it's like what? Like yeah. I don't know what. Like what are you saying to me? Like. But anyway, yeah. sorry, I interrupted you. You said he, you no, were watching an interview with him? Uh, yeah, and he said that it was the director from that. And I mm-hmm. was like, okay, so I guess it seems like he's saying it's like a serious show. Mm-hmm. So then you were, we were watching it, and you're like, wait, what? This isn't hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, like, where are the wait, jokes, wait, wait. please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like... I was like, you know it's from that director, right? And you're like, oh. oh. yeah, once you said that, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. okay I was that... like, okay, I'm glad I said this now. So you did get to the end of the episode, you're like, that was not funny at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I, is I actually, did. that's a classic joke uh, my best friend Sam and his parents always say. Mm-hmm. So when we were kids, we saw the movie Braveheart. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was not in the mood to see it. I wanted to see some comedy, I think. And they were all like, no, 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 let's watch this. And I was being a brat and I was like, oh, fine. And I think like. I was eating popcorn and like chewing really loudly on purpose. And oh, stuff. you were that kind of kid? Not not <laughs> usually that much, but this time Uh-oh. I was. Okay. And and then it got to the end of the movie, and they're like, "So, Kyle, what'd you think?" And I was like, "Well, that wasn't funny at all." Oh, and yeah. They yeah. bring that up all the time. Yeah, because like, it is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It was totally ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, it made me think of that. Well, yes. I don't know if I would have watched this full episode and been like, well, not funny. I just was expecting yeah. it to be funnier. But yeah. it's definitely. It did have some comedy. Yes, to it, it definitely had comedy and it was overall just interesting. Like the, the yeah. world that they're developing, it seems mm-hmm. very. Um, it's very intriguing. I, I want to know more about it. So yeah. I'm looking forward to the next episode. And it's, I guess maybe you could call it like a dark comedy. I think that's, which that would be appropriate. I'm usually not so much a fan of, but mm-hmm. I think this one's interesting enough that I'm like, okay, yeah, let's see where it goes. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested and would like to see more episodes. Yep. All right. And then the last thing we're going to talk about on what we've been watching is a show from the comedian Little Rel. Uh, he's, I think his best known part is the TSA agent in Get Out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a show on Fox called Rel. And, um, I, I was introduced to Lil Rel like through Get Out. And then we started watching the Carmichael show mm-hmm. and, um, I haven't really actually seen him do stand up. I know he does stand up, but I oh, actually yeah. haven't watched his stand up. But um, we should check that out. Yeah. Yeah. But the show was funny. It definitely like the only negatives I can really say are that like it definitely felt like a first episode of a show. Like they're setting up like people talking in ways like, you know, you're my brother and whatever. And like at the very beginning, it's obviously not a spoiler, but at the very beginning, he's like, yeah, my wife left me. And like he's like laying out every single thing that has happened. That's a little like, okay, cool. But I I can't imagine that feeling is going to continue after this first episode. So yeah, the the only other thing about the first episode nature of it is that I feel like the uh, his best friend is this girl. Yeah, and I think she was kind of overacting a little too much. Where really I, I liked her. Yeah, I mean, I I liked her, but I felt like she was just a little too over the top. Okay. Where I feel like it's a first episode kind of thing. Maybe. They'll kind of tone it down a little bit. Maybe they're like trying to establish everyone's dynamic, like them as characters. So she maybe in future episodes, it'll be like, she'll be always like that or something, you know? Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like I I get it, but Mm -hmm. I feel like she was just like a little too out there where I like like, it a little more realistic. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see. Yeah. I liked I liked the whole cast. I yeah. was surprised how much I was like, oh, like when Sinbad showed up, you yeah. were like, is that Sinbad? So like, yeah. uh, did you watch like movies with Sinbad when you were little? I saw First Kid. Okay. I don't even think I saw that. Like, wow. I'm trying to think like, I remember when I was younger, 
And I saw the Sinbad Genie movie, of course. <laughs> okay, that doesn't exist, but that <laughs> does exist. It obviously well, exists. Well, because like when someone was like, yeah, that doesn't exist. I was like, no, it does. They're like, no, you're no. thinking of Kazam. And I'm like, no, that's Shaquille O'Neal. I'm thinking about yeah. the Sinbad, <laughs> the Sinbad Genie movie. Yeah. You know, that one. And it's like, no, that's not a thing. That's and didn't the entire internet thought that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it's just so weird. And then they did like a uh, April Fool's thing where he finally filmed like a trailer. Yeah, a 90s commercial or something. Exactly. So that's funny. But no, um, when Sinbad showed up, I was like, Sinbad's hilarious. Like, like, but like when I was younger, I never really watched anything that he was in, like Hmm. in the mid 90s or early 90s. But I remember my parents would watch like his comedy specials. So like I was aware of who Sinbad was, but I never went back to like see anything he really was in I, I think i was telling you like he wasn't like when i think of like 90s comedians that i knew of when i was like a child i think of like martin lawrence because yeah. he had a show martin my family watched it i was aware of who he was like i you know like he was present all the time but sinbad i don't know for some reason that just like kind of went over my head especially because i was very young and then, like, where has he been? It's it's funny, actually, because Martin I knew about, like, in high school war from his from movies. From his movies. Okay. No, uh, I knew Martin Sinbad from his TV shows. Yeah, Sinbad I knew from, like, Jingle All the Way, First Kid, Good Burger, Good Burger. Oh, yeah, he was in Good Burger. Yeah. Okay, so I don't even think I saw Jingle All the Way. I think uh, I just missed a lot of these movies when I was very young. Huh. Yeah, I think when I was really, really little... I just didn't see any of this stuff, but I knew who Sinbad was. So you were watching adult movies, and I were—I was actually watching. <laughs> yeah, kids maybe that's it. I was too and busy you were watching, watching kids TV Chucky shows and yeah, exactly. like <laughs> things that were very inappropriate. Yes, and then you were being again. This is revealing <laughs> our family structures and how yes. they were different. Um, I also didn't have an older sibling. I was the older one. Sure, that's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was really funny. There's a part where he appears and he's gone. And in the middle of the episode, I was like, can Sinbad come back? Like, I, yeah. I don't know why. I was like, he's so funny. And then he comes back. And I'm like, yes. Like, yeah. So yeah, it, it's really funny. If you're looking for a comedy, I, I think it's hard because when I start to think about all the TV shows I watch or like the ones that I'm uh, excited for, at least that are coming out. Not a lot of them are comedies. A lot of them are more like dramas or, you know, like docuseries or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's nice having like this comedy to look forward to. I am worried because Fox notoriously is known for having like a comedy that's on for one season, for instance. But now they're bought by Disney, right? Yes, but it's still still not done 100%, I think. I don't know. Probably like when like... Uh, Microsoft acquired LinkedIn that took like a, over a year, I think. So yeah, I'm sure so it's maybe like it's that something. or longer. I haven't been following it uh, lately, yeah. so I'm not sure exactly what's going on. But we liked the show Ghosted that was on Fox and it got canceled. And then they've also had Do other... Do they have two seasons though? They or only they had, had one like season, one but they split it. Yeah. Uh. And then they also had like another show like Making History that was one season. And what's the other show that, that they one. had? Uh, it started Adam Pally. There was another uh, comedy they had that only had one season. My, my point is I'm concerned because it seems like Fox doesn't know how to either advertise these shows or get people loyal enough to watch it regularly so that they don't cancel it. Was the Carmichael show on that? No, that was on NBC. Oh, okay. And that was like three seasons. Really? Yeah, I think so. Oh. And I think it really only ended because of... Uh, Gerard Carmichael like had a dispute with uh, someone at NBC and was like, I don't want to do the show anymore. And they stopped it. Um, But yeah, I, uh, I hope it doesn't, I mean, I I hope it remains funny and I hope if it is funny that it doesn't get canceled. Cause I just, I just have a bad feeling with Fox. Like every time they have a comedy, it just, it, it, they, it just seems like they always... They were getting rid of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Well, like, what the yeah, heck? Okay. Right. You have gold on your hands, and yeah. you're like, no. Nah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, if you listen to the entire episode, thank you so much. Please make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and also subscribe. That'll help people find the show. Yes. 
Also, if you have any uh, suggestions for us or feedback, please make sure to email us at offscreenbabble at gmail.com. You can also follow us on social media at offscreenbabble on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, pretty much everything. Um, I guess real quickly I can mention that next week uh, we'll be doing an episode on BoJack Horseman. So... That premieres next week, season oh, five. Okay. So I don't know how we'll structure that because you are just getting into it, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, and then also we'll do an episode on the Emmys because they're next week, Monday. So mm. I'm looking forward to that. So pretty much. Let's see when we're going to record because also I'm gone this weekend. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll figure that out. But basically our next two episodes are going to be like TV focused. So I'm I'm kind of excited about that because we haven't really done like just an all TV episode. Yeah, true. All right. So that's it. Bye. Bye.